0: Normally, we, when we do a one-on-one podcast, it's not recorded.
1: <laughs> First try, everybody. First try. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Pink Bike Podcast. I'm Mike Levy, and today it's just me and my favorite world-traveling, wrench-turning, crotchety and angry <laughs> old man, Henry Quinney. This is our first try. How are you doing? Yeah,
0: I mean, well, we'll find out how, how we're doing, if it actually records or not. It's a curse. The Levy Quinney podcast curse. They never record. Right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Every now and then, we have I think we've had a pretty good one, but... You know, sometimes, sometimes they don't work out. I I didn't say it's coincidental
0: because normally when me and you do a podcast one-on-one, I end up derailing and talking about Formula One in a really superficial (laughs) and shallow, like a lack of understanding is just everywhere. And you, you tell me all the audio didn't work because you don't look like an idiot with me.
1: (laughs) Are you excited for this weekend? I don't know when this podcast is going live, but spas this weekend, it hasn't happened yet.
0: You know, when we get into the, not at the height of summer, so when it's bookended, because basically I get Premier League football, Formula yeah. One and World Cup racing all at once. It's very exciting. And also I'm not a, about, um, I'm not at Leger this week. So I actually just get to enjoy watching the downhill as a, as a spectator, which is super fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch the F1 races live or mm, do you watch them I after tend the to, fact? I have to, or... usually have to watch them after the fact, which pains me a bit, but hey, it, yeah. it is what it is. No, I've got that app, and now I just watch an app <laughs> in fact. I don't wake up <laughs> at 4 a.m. anymore. That is yeah. that is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um Yeah, so anyways, Henry, I don't think you're crotchety, and you're definitely not old. But that's what the comment section was saying mm. after our last podcast. You had that kind of hot take on slope style yeah. and ews racing and i'm just gonna pretend i don't remember what you said because i don't well, want to stir that up again I but
0: i just i only found out we were just warming up for this podcast and everyone was like and obviously now it's an established fact that you're an arsehole and i was like sorry what and you're like look at the comments and oh shit <laughs> <laughs> and here we are yeah i am <laughs> that's <laughs> that's for everybody
1: who thinks these podcasts are like super scripted down to the line like we got some talking points but henry didn't even know what we were talking about everybody yeah right <laughs> Uh, anyways yeah i thought we would talk about the comment section because i mean we've had some absolutely massive comment sections lately underneath world cup coverage uh underneath (laughs) we've had some gong shows underneath that truck works article uh we had tons of comments great comments underneath the welcome to feel test articles and and the tester two that is live um so yeah let's talk about comment sections and and comments in general and i want to start off comment sections have got a bad rap for a long time henry i think like they've been a butt the butt of people's jokes you know yeah
0: i mean i think it's it's funny how to put it there are so many very normal benign quite just gently nice comments like great job guys but for some reason you just scan (laughs) past them and you just go to the absolute fire and and sometimes you know there's lots of comments where there's where there's nothing, you know, and this isn't just on pink bike. this is in general, where there isn't really anything going on. But sometimes it gets a bit weird, doesn't it? Yeah, it
1: definitely does. And it definitely gets, I feel like, a bad rap. Like, I've had lots of people tell me over the years, 10, 12, no, like 14 years of going to press camps and all this stuff, lots of sort of like offhand, like flippant remarks about, especially the PB comment section and comment sections in general. And I feel like, I want to start off positive, and I feel like a lot of people just like forsake this. I said this before we started recording, Henry. It's like this doorway into your mm. audience. Like you can, your audience is right there. They could talk to you. You could talk to them. But if we look at at other media outside of cycling, especially, everyone's shut their comment section down. Yeah, all the major, well, biggest websites—they're
0: th- all gone. There are elements of that. I mean, I think it's it's sad that how to put this not I me mean, not sad But I mean, who am i to say like it's 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 arbitrary the way but um you know I, I find it strange when like on the bbc sport not every comment so not every news story has a comment section because they know it's just going to get too much <laughs> it's just it's quite bizarre yeah. when you're thinking about you know like you're talking about something like you know third tier football And it's like, oh, well, this is going to, this is going to be an absolute. And I'm sure because like, if they didn't have to moderate it, they could let it run. But they know that in some ways they're responsible for any content that's on their site. So they do have to moderate it and they can't commit to moderating everything. So they're just there like, yeah, we can't trust people to just be chilled out. So, and it's, you know, it's like, you know, they do those, there's that old study, isn't there, where it's like the guards and the inmates and within two days all the guards turn absolutely mad and they just start punishing these people and being really mean for nothing really because it's all, you know, it's just a volunteer study. Yeah, we're all the guards yeah, we're online. Yeah, we all the guards online. We, you know, I often make a joke about how horrendously I gatekeep and I'm, I'm trying to make a joke because I think that, you know, I mean, it's a, sadly not a caricature. This is who I am, but I can be quite pompous and up my own ass and tell everyone that no. Slope style's awful. But I think it's important to... So at least ridicule yourself. Like, you know, I, I love the comments when the, my favorite comments are when you see something that is just absolutely bang on, super cutting, and really funny. Like you know, you see stuff every now and then yeah. that's just it gets me laughing so hard, man.
1: I've I've got a stat for you, and then I want to comment on what you just said. So I did some I did some mm-hmm. googling, and I found this study it was done in two thousand seventeen. Uh, it was done by discuss which apparently it's a comment hosting mm-hmm. service underneath some websites um so they had they did this study over 92 million comments written by 2 million people over 16 mm-hmm. months on 7000 different forums um and they concluded that 29 is a wrong that 25% I'm <laughs> 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 trying to have a serious discussion Sorry, that, you pompous this 25% ass. 25 percent of all commenters mm. made at least one like toxic mm. comment so like one in one in every four people made a toxic comment henry have you ever do you think you've ever made a I toxic tell you comment what,
0: i don't think i have like i've never been a big forum user that's just the truth like i've, I've never really posted it yeah i posted so much as a youtube comment not to sort of undermine how we will make our living but that's not how i can see media i really enjoy i read comments even on i don't know if it's since i started working in in the media or not but like (laughs) i've I've, i find other people's opinions just that fucking (laughs) god i'm looking at him in the in the screen it's it's hideous hideous um but you know like i remember i think when facebook first started i think i was laboring under the delusion that people gave a shit about what i had to say and i was probably someone that posted a lot of statuses because i just wanted people just to you know, I mean, it hasn't it hasn't gone. It's yeah. just changed in a different way. But people to enjoy my my very shallow um, assessment of the situations, and I think sometimes I've probably got into little arguments on Facebook. I mean, I look back now; as has like seventeen. But like, really thinking that what I what I had to say mattered, and probably being quite put out that other people didn't agree with me. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I think there's a there's a good element of that too. There's. A phrase that I always use on the podcast, especially when I'm talking Mm to Kazimer, I'm always telling him not to be a fence-sitter. Like, Kaz isn't a Mm -hmm. fence-sitter, everybody. But what I want is I want us to all be opinionated, but also, I I cringe when I say this, but, like, authentic with our opinions, (laughs) even if they're stupid, you know? Like, And I think that sort of also – that openness can also – it's like a breeding ground for some of those comments. I feel like too, you know. Yeah. I I wouldn't say that slope style is stupid, like you did, Henry. To be honest, I'd be scared. Yeah,
0: I mean, well, the thing is, it's it's how to put this. I don't believe that commenters, for good or for bad, are ever really, hmm, ever really. They're just attaching their personality onto something that's tangible. So, for instance, when someone puts something like, "Oh, nice job, guys," that's just. They just express themselves and that's who they are. When someone says, when someone goes on a massive sweep, you know, when people keep getting their comments downvoted, but they think they've been deleted and they're going like, they're on their third comment, like,
1: yeah,
0: I'm speaking the truth. You guys are deleting my comment. And then you actually find out that it's about a new aftermarket quick link for seven speed chains. And you're just there like, this isn't about the quick link. This is, this is about something, <laughs> something else. else yeah. is going on. And so you can never really, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I often think about with my work that, nobody i admire is universally liked and um just try and generate conversation and you know like i think of the people i really admire and they're almost always difficult and cantankerous and i'm not saying that that's what you should aspire to but i do believe very sincerely that you shouldn't worry about giving people what they want just do what you want and um if you end up not without a job then so be it but you're never going to enjoy the job anyway you know what i mean because that's like just 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 to go just to go you know, into the levels of authenticity. Like, you know, I used to work for GMBN, a YouTube channel, which was really, really well run. They make fantastic comment for maybe a slightly different audience to Pink Bike, but that's not to not to bag on it. But I could, yeah, Great I stuff. could never say fuck shit and yeah. damn. I watched the GCN um, stuff. Oh, the, GCN the is fantastic. Stuff yes. <laughs> now, yeah. Now, it's not necessarily a question on the on the comment or any on the content or anything like that, and it's not to say that anybody isn't being authentic on there, because there's plenty of times where I, I was authentic on there. But there's a difference between making content that's aiming to be universally liked and making content that you're very happy to be disliked. There was a very much a paradigm shift when I came to Pinkbike was when I was, I was a lot happier for things to be disliked. Um, and that's because, you know, it's a different audience, not just the YouTube audience, which is driven by metrics that you can constantly prove. And, you know, there's all these other things like watch time, which come in, which, Pink bike isn't so much about but um yeah i mean it's not it's it's and also listen there's some people that probably find it quite uncomfortable to be very authentic i know i found it a lot easier to be authentic once i delete my social media because i actually felt like i was i'd narrowed the range in which i had to be reeling and that was a, that was a great relief i think if i'd done that at gmbn i'd have probably been happier doing it as well to be fair
1: I just find it easy to be authentic because I put up walls. I don't
0: let anybody you, in. Yeah, that's true. Like, can, I, can we just talk about how many rides you and I went on when I was living in Squamish, <laughs> and what happened the moment I left Squamish?
1: I wasn't riding yeah. a lot of bikes. Yeah, and what you were what here? did you
0: start doing <laughs> as soon as I left?
1: This week's Pink Bike Podcast is presented by Canyon. This summer, Canyon presented their all-new cross-country full suspension bike, the Lux World Cup, with World Cup-winning pedigree. It's simple: the less weight you're forced to move, the faster you go. On that score, the Lux World Cup CFR at, 1535 grams has you covered, now available on canyon.com.: Hey, Henry, do you know when the, the first comment section opened up
0: online?: no, I don't. 1998. No way. How? Yeah. But, I mean, you probably have a different experience of the Internet with me um, or compared to me. Like, I remember the internet mm. being a really genuine, sweet place. As like as a child, initially, like I remember, I remember being really into Pokemon cards. I was about seven years old, and I asked my dad to buy some Pokemon cards, probably off some like counterfeit website, you know. And we didn't know how bookmarks worked at the time. (laughs) So I wrote down the whole address. So I didn't lose it. H T T P colon dash dash. (laughs) And my dad was like (laughs) reading it out. And we were there like, and I had this scrap of paper that had this whole, like, you know, like, you know, it was like a hundred characters, just of gobbledygook, you know, and it felt like a lot of people's experience of the internet initially was quite like that. And then it's, it's kind of changed, eh?
1: Yeah. I think it's completely different. Like, I think some of my first online mountain bike memories are from the specialized website. They had this chat room on the specialized mm-hmm. website. I heard, a, I think heard about these,
0: these CD specialist chat rooms, Mike. I'm not sure when to go down here. <laughs> <laughs> I met this guy on there. We went
1: for first mountain bike
0: ride and that was
1: that. <laughs> That's actually what happened though. But I do feel like it was a different sort of thing then. And I think a lot of that was, I mean, if we're talking specifically about the mountain bike community, the mountain bike community was a hell of a lot mm. smaller. So there were places where people went and had conversations like MTBR, massive mm. forums back then. Um, and Um But even then, like I thought like I would go there and I remember reading all the threads and like for the most part, everybody was really well behaved. And I, I think – I don't know. Maybe that's because – it felt like a smaller family, like yeah, we felt but, more connected. Whereas now there's so many more people. No, Is that corny? I, mean, I don't Am think I wrong? you're wrong, but I
0: feel like people used to treat message boards like they were writing letters to a loved one in the Civil War era. Dearest, <laughs> dearest Mike, <laughs> I write to thy, you know, like it was just, it was a completely different world. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, I, I was doing some Googling for this, this podcast and I discovered that some people think, Assume that the first message board was actually like way back in the 1500s in Europe. Smart people would post their ideas on; uh, they would write them down on like a piece of, I don't know, old timey Mm. paper, whatever they wrote on, and they would like nail it to whatever posts and stuff in pop around like busy um, public places. And uh, yeah, so maybe that was the first. There are
0: forms like that. Don't I mean? I think on the other end of the spectrum, like we're talking about something like mountain biking or pink bike, which has quite a comparatively small audience compared to something, you know, huge, but the other end of the spectrum, you get stuff that is so well trafficked or so highly trafficked like Wikipedia, where it means that it comes back around and you can, it's moderated so much by just an open source of people. Yeah, yeah. And
1: actually, that's actually kind of what I wanted to talk about, too, with all these other much larger websites than us uh, shutting down their comment sections, like most news websites, um, NPR, Vice, Bloomberg, like all of Wired, all of those types of places. They've all shut them down. And I think that be- that's because it takes time, you have to moderate mm. all those comments. And we all we haven't done that job perfectly in the past, which I'm sure we'll talk about mm. <laughs> at some point in this podcast. But um, but it basically like it takes a pretty big investment i think to have a comment section nowadays and when those websites are that big everything i read basically they said they shut it down because of trolls just people being human pieces of shit in the comment sections and they weren't able to moderate mm-hmm. it so i guess the question is like you either you either have to have a comment section where you have some investment some moderators we'll talk about how we do that or you have to shut it down nowadays um
0: yeah but do, yeah. do you think i mean talking about how we track you know users online genuine question do you think having you know an internet license is is outrageous or do you think that runs the risk of being you know never ever being able to escape the fact that you're a gravel biker and it'll just be there on your record and people will know <laughs> your know your <laughs> know your internet history <laughs> Fuck, it's all just gravel <laughs> websites. <laughs> Quick, clear it, clear it. Someone's going like, 60, 60 uh, <laughs> <handlebars. laughs> to
1: see. Flared 60-inch wide flared gravel handlebars. Suspension seat Anyways, I, that, I mean, it really comes down to should the internet or should your comments be, or should the community actually be gated or non-gated, which is like, can you just go there and post it? uh completely anonymously or I guess in a way like the licenses, like with PB and many other websites, social media websites too, like you have to log in and have some personal information and yeah, you could still be a complete knob, but eventually we're going to ban you mm. and we could IP ban you and you're not coming back. Um There definitely shouldn't be like an internet license. I feel like every 13 year old boy should be allowed the internet. Oh, heavens. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, you can't police the internet. I think that time passed us in like 1994. Yeah. I think that's long gone. That's true. I mean, you know, but it's, it's the gated and non-gated and how much like responsibility comes with that and how it's interesting to me how some people care and some people clearly don't care. And I've been around the internet long enough to know that like you have to care because it's around forever. Mm, but you know what yeah, I mean?
0: But do you think that, cause you you've obviously have been around on the internet for a very long time. Just out of interest, just we talk about trolls and things like this. Now I've had lots yeah. of people say not lots of people, I mean <laughs> probably slightly higher than expected, but not a huge amounts, of people oh, saying gnarly stuff to me that I think is unacceptable online. Um because I'm just doing my job at the end of the yeah. day. Like, and it's it's fine, it comes with it. I don't like it, but it, it comes with it. But I've only ever met really nice people in real life. Have you ever met anyone that's gone? Yeah, just so you know, that's video on that american classic wheel set from 2013 you are you are a piece of shit i said it then and i'll say it now <laughs> no yeah. i've
1: never had a single person call me out in person i would love it yeah. if you did it'd be great i like that every now and then just like a bit of a wake-up call like hey you asshole
0: stop you know saying stop pronouncing that word like that <laughs> <laughs> but that's the funny thing with, with pink bike as a as an example, like it is actually the way we do news, and it's and stories is largely a blog format, right? Anyone could submit it, and so it's interesting to have people yeah. constant, not constantly. I mean, maybe that's the wrong word, but maybe hmm, periodically try and chip away at self esteem, as if you don't you you yeah. shouldn't be doing it. But they could actually they could just write a blog because sometimes, like my opinion pieces, believe it or not, that not that much resource or research goes into them. <laughs> like they can throw <laughs> one up. And if it's good, we'll publish. It looks it.
1: like you take at least minutes to write oh, those. They've all minutes. got to come out in one
0: go. They've all got to come go back in one go. If you're yeah. going back for second settings, it's 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 not. Well, I mean, they're probably never funny, but they they they're not even going to get close.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I honestly forgot your
0: question. Like, you, you why? Know, just about about whether trolls exist in real life.
1: Oh yeah. No, they definitely, they definitely do exist in real life, but they just, they're never going to troll you mm-hmm. in person. They just do other things in real life. I think, I think we're all doing shitty things, but like, I mean, yeah, those are the same people that are probably driving around and somebody cuts them off. And instead of being like, oh, you know, and just letting it, you know, mm-hmm. brush off your shoulder, they're the other person that's yelling and shaking their fist and screaming and, and, and doing that kind of stuff. I wouldn't trade any of that. I wouldn't trade The interaction that we get for anything Mm. though, like I would say it's like 80 to 90% positive. And even the ones that are negative, those ones, like a lot of times, like the people are right, you know, (laughs) or it's like a simple misunderstanding or like, yeah, a hundred percent, like the people are right. And like, there's, could you imagine doing this job and then just putting your content, whatever it is out there and you have no idea what people think of it?
0: Yeah. So it's quite, but but do you not think that, hmm, so do you think that overall it's, and like, this is an open question. Do you think the comment section in terms of feedback for your work is, is, has been a force for good overall?
1: Oh, a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Is there any time yeah. where it's yeah, for sure. gone I'm, too far and you've, you've, and you've gone into like little depths of appreciation for it?
1: Uh, oh yeah. Like there's definitely been times where I think people could tell in the comments, sometimes I lose my mind. <laughs> well, I don't lose my mind, but I lose my cool, you know, like if somebody asked the same fucking question, like about, you know, like so-and-so isn't here because they didn't pay to be in the mm-hmm. review or whatever, yeah. you know? And like, I don't know, maybe they haven't seen like the 47 other times I answered that question, but I'm, I'm very much of the mindset now that if it's fine to be critical and ask us why like things aren't happening or why this didn't work out or like ask us real stuff, but, and uh, this sounds corny, but like, it's fine to be critical. But if you're just going to be an ass, like imagine taking the time to, I can't imagine taking the time to be an ass, Henry. That's oh, what I'm trying to say. I feel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but It's <that's> a <laughs> <the> thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I largely agree. I mean, I think that, Listen, we live in a, or we work for a company, which in the best possible way, it's almost a bit like, it's almost a bit like a football club or a sports team where people genuinely give a shit, you know, most people don't have that. And so I think I, you know, sometimes I'm not going to lie, like my relationship with the comments hasn't always been, oh yeah, everything's perfect. Yeah. sometimes things have like stung or hurt. Sometimes they probably needed to probably to get a harder skin as well yeah but fuck it's amazing like you know i think with the outside takeover was a really good example of that people felt that the thing they loved was going to be like besmirched or compromised and um like ultimately that was sometimes it did kind of it was kind of got in the way especially when you someone had worked really hard on something and the comments weren't related to the piece it was only about outside but um you know on the other side it's because people really give a shit and um that's, that's actually pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was speaking of that stuff. Like when I first saw that I was definitely frustrated by those Mm. comments, but you're a hundred percent right. Like after I thought about it for a few hours, uh, yeah. I mean, people, people care. I care too, clearly, because I respond to some of those comments. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like, and this comes back to like what I asked you before, but like, imagine, imagine if you didn't have this sort of interaction with the people, who read your things? It would feel so. It would be so much more boring, man. It would be
0: so much more yeah. boring. Can I ask you a question though? And this one's a real one, and it's, yeah. it might not go in. It might go in. Yeah. It might be a bit too close. But you know, I, I don't think you should ever pander to your audience. And I think yeah. that you've just got to do what's right for the ship. And then they're going to be they're going to be choppy waters, and you just got to keep on keep on going. You know, that podcast episode with Robin, who's the CEO of Outside. I think yeah. it might have come across at the time as slightly pandering and a bit, and it didn't necessarily go down very well. Like, do you think we should have just said, yeah. fuck it? Listen, like, because for me, like, I, I find it really strange. People are like, what are Outside there to do? I don't understand. They've got this crazy, sinister plan. It's like, Outside is a really big company that wants to make money. It's not one of the sinister plans. It's a really obvious plan. Like, they want to make money. <laughs> like, that's just how yeah. it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. And um, I, yeah. I thought maybe at the time, looking back, we kind of cheapened ourselves by... By just trying to get, and it actually wasn't the thing that people wanted anyway. I I don't think. Yeah, and I 100%. think if we'd actually just said, "Listen, it's the reality of the situation," but you know what? Like, we really appreciate everyone being part of this journey. But actually, now a lot of us have a different type of like a different level of security or X Y Z or or maybe more freedom. I mean, like you know, cards on the table. I'm not saying that it hasn't been like an adjustment, especially. If, I mean, I was relatively new to the company at the time, and I still am. I can only imagine. You know, there was other stuff. Henry, that was your first yeah, fucking I got to peaks. Canada and they told me. Yeah. You told me, actually. After you made me do that fucking e-bike test. Yeah. I was like, fuck you, Mike, man. <laughs> oh, that was, that was <laughs> that a great was, week. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, you know, obviously, I don't want to talk for everyone at Pink Bike because there was some restructuring and stuff like that. And there was some, some big stuff going on. It was amazing that people cared. But I think that actually if we'd maybe given it six months and then done that just because it was interesting, not yeah. because it was going to be like a blanket to a flame, you know?
1: Yeah. You know what I was thinking with that? Yeah. So first off, 100% yes. Um, I think it definitely did come off as pandering. Um, yeah. But what I was thinking was I just wanted to keep everybody in the loop. Mm. And I thought in my mind, I was like, hey, let's talk to Robin. Let's have a conversation and introduce him to everybody. But yeah, no,
0: in hindsight, that didn't go no. over and well. And the problem is that I've done stuff like that, where you're meant to be holding someone kind of to account almost, but you act, you find yourself really liking them and you're like, oh, bloody hell, this isn't meant yeah. to be the, not necessarily conflict, but cathartic process of really just airing it all. And then you find yourself getting on with them. And then you're just there afterwards. Like, I remember I did this interview with Chris Porter once. It was my first ever time I'd interviewed anyone. Yeah. And it was on a podcast, again, again for GMBN. And I was meant to like hold him account to his ideas and stuff. I really liked him; he was utterly charming, and he just wouldn't stop talking about communism, which on GMBN wasn't really appropriate. And I was like, "Chris, just rein it in on the communism." But I didn't hold him any to account because I was—I yeah. really liked his company, and I think it's very easy to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And you know that that podcast was just meant to be like a, you know, a conversation. We had some questions to ask, but it was just meant to be like keep everybody in the loop. Like this is what we're planning on doing. This was what might happen. This is what might not happen. Um, but oof, that one, I, I've definitely had some articles with some rough comment sections, but that one was was up there. I'm curious, Henry, what article on Pink Bike of yours do you think has been has had the roughest comment section? Mm. Okay, and can you identify
0: why? I think that, that there are some articles that have had a really strong reaction, which has been good. Like, even if it's a lot of people telling me to... Yeah piss off <laughs> yeah, sometimes you need that yeah, dog <laughs> I, I thought was good i mean i have done yeah I mean, you, you know you do good you do bad stuff i think largely i'm quite happy with most of the things i do at pink bike to honest with you um mm-hmm. like how to put this what, what's what's been bad what's been really gone down horribly you've had some op that have yeah but that's a that's way. important people need to i think it's important to hmm to not just take shit i think actually for me at least i think of my friends and stuff and it's because they give me shit as well like i think just only yeah. show only existing in a in an environment where you just take you yeah. take people giving shit at you that i'll tell you what yeah. the one that did i didn't think Maybe I articulate myself properly is I did do one op-ed about why three quarter shell helmets aren't as silly as they look. And my argument in that was basically, if it's gnarly, I want to wear a full face downhill helmet. And if it's not gnarly or I'm comfortable just, and I'm pedaling, I need to be comfortable. And therefore those enduro light helmets, which don't, aren't good for much anyway, in my opinion, aren't going to be appropriate. Yeah. So actually the, the more coverage of that sort of trialsy style of helmet. And I don't think necessarily people really got it. And that's that's fair enough. But um actually, do you know what one pissed me off, actually? This one did upset me. Um mm-hmm. Was I did a 10 products I loved last year. And I, and it sounds a bit, I mean, I, I try and be real. I mean, <laughs> it's a, of course, it's like a used car salesman. They always tell you how honest they are. Like, you know, I so don't <laughs> take that for what it's worth, you know. But yeah. at the start of 2021, I went through and it was quite a long period quite a significant and hard bout of depression and it had a very big effect on my life and so looking back on the year I thought I, I want to do something to acknowledge that and there was this one song by Morrissey called Speedway which is this sort of I don't know it, it feels like a very honest thing and I would listen to that on repeat. It was my most listened spong song on that Spotify metric they use, and yeah. it left a huge mark on me. Now, for the record, I don't—I don't think I'd like Morrissey if he was in a pub. Like, I don't—I don't think we'd have much in common. I think he's—he's he's probably all the things I am, but a bit more toxic. But Morrissey <laughs> is just desperate for the world to tell him he's a very clever boy, and I don't like people really like that then again I do write op-eds so maybe we are really that similar um but I just shared that not because I agree with everything Morrissey says or his stance on a whole wealth of issues which I find a lot of them pretty deplorable but because that song was really important to me and I wanted to share it on an article that I felt was important to me and I wanted people just to understand that like I don't know just try and give them a little and basically people just said you're a racist sympathizer now like No, like I'm not saying like I'm expecting a bit more of you to not just take enjoying someone's art as a full, um, what be the word, a full, total and complete endorsement of their personality. But my argument is that actually a lot of us have parts of us that aren't actually all too savoury. And I think that you don't have to look too far to find dirt on someone. Now, Morrissey's that is significant and horrible, but I didn't like the holier-than-thou approach because, listen, a lot of the music you've listened to probably has some really gnarly person attached to it, and it's just different. Or gnarly or lyrics. lyrics or, yeah, like it's... You know, and so... Um, yeah. And like I, I, like I said, I, I don't endorse Morrissey or anything he's done, but it's a bit... It hurt... Not hurt me a bit, maybe that's... No, fuck it. It hurt me a bit. I tried to be really genuine, and I was told to get back in my fucking box. <laughs> Do you I do you regret the
1: Morrissey back piece that you got last year?
0: Um no, that will uh No, I mean that you should see, you know, my doormat says welcome to Morrissey Land, my dog's called Morrissey. You <laughs> know. Um yeah. Yeah but hey, that's all Yeah.
1: Me. There is it's making assumptions, mm. really. I feel like 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 you said, like they take one or two lines this could just be in the comment section from another commenter talking about another commenter, you know, they read it and they take a sentence from that person. Mm. And then that means that this person is a, and a, and a, and and they hate babies and dolphins and so on and so forth.
0: I think there's that element of where I think it's, it's been charted since it's actually the induction of the like button. I once heard this thing on, on the radio about it on the BBC, basically saying that it's led to more binary way of thinking like, you're a totally endorse something or you yeah. totally don't. And I think even the way we report news is, is like that as well. For instance, i mean just a, it may be, maybe in, in the less sort of aspirational end of media, but when you, you see sports stories and it'll be like, you know, Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo liked this tweet of this footballer and then they think that that means anything. Like genuine, like news people reporting oh, back. Yeah. And it's, it's fucking bizarre. Um, something actually that I did find I didn't like the reception of, and maybe I got in the comments a bit too much about, was that fucking budget versus baller series, which
1: oh, I yeah. felt. I yeah. Think,
0: well, how, how was that series conceived, and, and how much control did I have over that, Michael? You tell them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you had no mm. control. <laughs> uh, so here's how that went uh, Jason and I came up with that idea, or one of us, or both of us. I have no idea. Um, I think it came from a donut YouTube yes. channel. Uh, The car guys. Um, So, and then we picked a bunch of parts and I actually chose all those parts. We went super fancy on one end and then really (laughs) low budget on the other end. And in my mind, but I I think it is great. It's like, it was just
0: a bit of harmless
1: fun, but people didn't take it. Yeah. Do you think because we maybe framed it wrong, like we framed it as in... Um, like an almost half serious test, in which case it maybe should have been framed as entertainment
0: instead. And this is going to sound... I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here. I'm merely pondering which one. Um, I Mm. think that in mountain biking, there is a lack of serious, decent journalism. I think a lot of time the idea of journalism gets conflated with Instagram influencing, crap YouTube, all this shit. And so I think... which. So all that stuff needs oh, to be yeah. no, too, it too i mean i don't fucking watch it a lot of it but keep going yeah no no I me mean, neither it's not that it's but what i'm saying is that actual journalism doesn't isn't actually the same as someone telling you that just so happened the best bike they ever like boy oh boy was this bike they just got given yeah. or whatever and so i think we underestimated that there is an absolutely unsatisfied appetite from the mountain biking audience for more credible journalism which i think a lot of time we're we're, we're trying to contribute to anyway but they were like fuck this is our one chance the audience like this is our one chance we're going to get something good and done properly and you've fucking blown it and now i'm going to watch tiktok and i'm going to hate myself and i hate you too and that's just how it was
1: Thanks for sitting on that grenade, Henry. I took some time off right after I found all those parts. For, then Henry did it. I just walked
0: up, hey. I just walked up and just took yeah. it both barrels. Classic, classic. <laughs> yeah.
1: Levy, Levy. I... Fun.
0: <laughs> Come to field test. <laughs> the company's been blasted. <laughs> You've got <a> to points. <laughs>
1: Fuck's sake! Surprise! <laughs> it's never boring, yeah. baby. It's never boring. I've always cringed when people use the word journalist with. Uh, the stuff that mm-hmm. we do most of the time, I'm going to be completely yeah. honest. It kills yep. me like a journalist to me. Like, I don't know. They're like chasing leads and telling we're, important we're stories Crimea, and stuff we, like that. And like, no, i like, mean. no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much. Like, I think that sometimes there are big things that happen and we've reported on them. Sometimes we've done journalist like things. Um, but generally we're writing about mm. bikes Am I off base? I
0: think what do you think? Yes and no. I mean, I think you're right about bikes, but this is just the toy that, that we've chosen out of the toy box that we've taken very, very importantly. And lots of other people take it very seriously too. Um, I think that for what it's worth, I think that it's really good to have a good amount of imposter syndrome. I'm not someone that says lose the imposter syndrome because I think it keeps you humble and it stops you becoming a complete arse. Yeah. And uh, and you you know you can tell when someone's lost the imposter syndrome because they just... Think that the dog's bollocks, and as soon yeah. as you start believing your own hype, you're fucked, and that's what I believe anyway. Um, and so, I mean, I think that yes, we don't do journalism in a proper way, and thank God, and we're going to keep on trying, and we're never going to be good enough, and that's just how it's going to be. And I think that's the best way to do it. <laughs> what What do you think? Do you, because you've been doing this a longer than me. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, I don't know. Like, I've I've almost never felt like journalist. Mm. No, and I don't think. Like we're just writing about bikes, and I know the bikes are expensive, and I know that people can take our opinion seriously, mm-hmm. and some, you know, that's great, and some don't, that's fine too. Um, but yeah, I mean, but on the same hand, I think people that write about cars and test cars, like I, I kind of call them mm-hmm. car journalists. But like, it's when there's when it's not more serious, it's like, eh, they're just yeah. bikes. I don't know. But I think you and I are the worst yeah. for
0: it. Hey, I think Kaz is a real journalist. Alicia's a, a real journalist. Sarah's a real journalist. Me and you, we're just like Rod and Todd. We're just thick as shit, but quite well-intentioned, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) We
1: just post Instagram stories and (laughs) opinions about table housing (laughs) and whatnot. How, Henry, how active are you in moderating comments under articles like that? Like your opinion articles where... There could be three, 500 comments mm. and, you know, people have opinions and there's long threads. Are you down there talking to people all the time? Sometimes.
0: It depends. if, some, if The problem is that, and I feel it's quite bad because sometimes if somebody says something really nice, I just think, oh, that's nice. But I don't respond to it. But if someone says something horrible, I do sometimes respond to it. For me, I don't yeah. mind sharp critique, but I like it to at least be funny or interesting. I think that it's got to hit that <laughs> threshold. Otherwise, it's just mindless or true for what it's worth.
1: I like how you tack funny
0: on. Yeah. Like this, these people can call me a piece of shit if as long as they it's, make it's it a funny, joke. <laughs> like some of the stuff, I absolutely howled with laughter. Um, oh yeah,
1: people are so clever, dude. Oh,
0: so clever, and they're, so, they're honestly. Can mad. I? Can I
1: read a comment? I want to read a comment actually. Yeah. Um, our users can be so funny. Sometimes this was underneath the podcast article uh, where we talked about crankworks with your EWS and slopestyle hot take. So this guy, uh, Bontra Mount, he says, Henry Quinney obliterates the cliché that when a person with a British accent speaks, the ideas sound intelligent based on that fact alone. That's just great. That's
0: solid. I mean, it's it's got it all, you know? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. I think that's great. I genuinely, I, I think if it's a bit of, like, just because it's in the comment section, it doesn't mean that, like, for me, like, an expectation of it being well written goes out the window like i yeah. don't know but that's just maybe just me
1: do you like the interaction with with pinkers in um, the comments
0: i like the inter- what's been really amazing is going to the world cups this year and you realize that this thing you're doing on the internet people like it <laughs> yeah um which is really cool like people just come up and just saying, hey man, like we, me and um, Cathro do the Bucket Boys podcast and people listen to it. I've heard of it. And it's just <laughs> so much fun. And I can't believe that people listen to it. It's such a lovely, lovely thing. So People love it. Yeah, people do quite, but I don't know how much because like, I don't, I am not into the metrics or anything. I don't know. I just post them up and then people say, oh, we like that. And that's sick. That's so well, nice.
1: I know a guy who can get those numbers for you, you. know, I kind
0: of, I know, but I kind of don't, I don't really have any interest in that I'm just going to do, do the thing and. Yeah, and yeah, isn't just... that funny, Henry? I the podcast you mentioned. You have
1: no interest in the metrics mm-hmm. when it comes to articles. I definitely like. I I look at the views, and I kind of I don't gauge views don't equal success, but it's definitely a factor. But when it comes to the podcast, I can go and look at the stats. I've been doing this podcast for I don't know a year and a half or two years or something. I can go look at the stats and see what's going on. You know how many times I've done that one time Brian made me and I just like briefly glanced <laughs> at them me. and I had no idea. Like I could give a shit. And I just think it's amazing that people listen to us to begin with.
0: Yeah, It's, it's fucking wild, man. Like I, there was one comment I'm trying to find. Um, there was this, I've got to find it. There we go. It was on, can I do those little satire articles, which are kind of just a bit nonsense, but kind of good fun. Um, uh, and this one, one guy put this comment saying, uh, thank goodness now we have a million types of comedic platforms so people with an infinite types of sense of humor can easily find something something funny to keep them entertained and for dry humorless british mountain bikers there's this <laughs> <laughs> just fantastic never stop pinkers never never stop. stop i loved it it put a smile on my face man yeah yeah
1: i want to talk for a minute about moderating comments i just want to explain how we how we do that um so basically, we're all responsible for our own article. So Henry, when you post something and it has 150 comments, 200 comments, 300 comments, you're responsible for looking after those comments, of course. Um, and we get notifications, but we don't get notifications for every comment. No. We just get notifications for the most recent comment. Um, so sometimes we don't get to see all the things. You know, we're busy. We don't get back to stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, we're responsible for our own stuff. So Henry, are you deleting comments every now and then? Or I, is that a pretty rare occurrence?
0: Very rare occurrence for me. I think that, how to put this? If someone says something that's cutting about the work, that's fine. On any level, there's not one particular area it has to go into. I just don't like anything mm-hmm. that is personal, like for anyone. Um, so what I mean by that is, like my general look to humor is that You, you know, you can be really, really, for instance, I know it sounds silly, but to do with anyone's gender, ethnicity, anything like that, I take out. Anything else is is pretty much fair game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. PB has a zero tolerance with Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, But like- We have different levels of banning people. Yeah. What were you going to say, Henry? No, I mean,
0: like, you know, it's, it's not very common, thank goodness. But if I see something, I just think, how to put this, if- I was somebody that maybe had that had a particular characteristic, and I was watching someone else, say on YouTube, that had a similar characteristic. Thinking, "Thank God I'm not the only one." I looked down the comments, and someone said X Y Z. You know, that's the sort of yeah. the hypothetical situation I deal with.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I I definitely take no shit with that kind of stuff either. And like I said, PB has a zero tolerance policy, but I, like I also said, we can't see all the comments mm-hmm. sometimes especially yeah. when there's four five six hundred comments like on that truck works article we'll talk about that in a minute um we only see the most recent comment on our notification board and yeah a lot of times we scroll down and make sure everything is good to go um but if anybody out there if you're getting terrible comments and you know, we we aren't doing anything about it. It could be as simple as we don't see the comment. So mm-hmm. just send somebody a message, send one of us a message. And the good thing with the website is we can see every user's comment history, mm-hmm. everything that they've ever said on the website. So we can go in and see if there's a history of this person being a dumbass and making these terrible comments. And, you know, maybe it's just a person has had a bad day and it's their first comment and they're calling somebody a dumbass and we delete it and we say, hey, don't do that. Um, but if there's a history or if they go from zero to a hundred and say something really dumb, yeah, we just permaban them for mm. like nine million hours and, and they never come back. Um, but yeah, I rarely do that. Rarely. Rarely. I, the thing that gets me is when the comments change topic in the mm. comment section. Like, I just want the people to, like, talk about the shock that I showed you or talk about, like, the thing that I showed you. And, like, as I say this, I'm also remembering, like, you know, just a few days ago I posted, like, I totally took the conversation off a different direction. But, yeah, I just want people to, like, not talk about crazy political things and stuff on the PB, the PB comment board, you know?
0: Yeah, I, sometimes the the stuff that gets politicized so quickly and it, I don't really get it personally like we've all got political views where well, i'm sure most of us have um yeah i've never thought to express them in a comment section
1: <laughs> yeah have you seen did you see any of those truck works comments i didn't know but first off i'm a dumbass because i definitely got pulled in mm-hmm. and definitely started like oh yeah I, I definitely started poking people a little bit for sure but the gist was a bunch of trucks during crankworks in the Whistler parking lots, there's four or five big lots, and during crankworks, there's all sorts of cool vehicles there, and you know, here in BC anyway, and in lots of other places of the world, big trucks and mountain biking they kind of go together, hand mm-hmm. in hand, you know. Um, so nobody at Pinkbike really thought anything of it. Like I thought this would be an amazing, interesting article. And lots of people did. Yeah. Um, but we took a bunch of these photos, and it was. 50% people stoked to see the vehicles and then the conversation like completely derailed into like environmental stuff and oh, wow. all these things. And I, I'm not going to say that a lot of those people weren't making excellent points because they 100% were, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I was like,
0: why do we got to talk about, Have I, can't we just admire the cool vehicles? Did I, I tell know. you about my change of heart recently? Oh, no. I'm now um, pro fly tipping. It's been a big change in my life. I'm... Pro what? Fly tipping. Just going to a nice place and I just leave a sofa there. It's such fun, Mike. It is such fun. Sometimes I'll just like get a set of golf clubs, just push them over in a meadow, maybe in a ditch. It's honestly, it's, (laughs) it's just so cathartic. So cathartic. (laughs) No, I mean, it's a joke that started on the team, not just for the record. Um I wanna clarify for anyone that's listening, I am pro fly tipping and I will take that to the grave. Um but no like I mean with environmentalism stuff, like don't get me wrong, it's it's obviously really important. But I I feel like and maybe I'm wrong and absolutely call me out in the comments. Yeah, again, not sure if we should put this in, but I'm just gonna fucking rattle on anyway. I feel like having the freedom and the liberty to care about environmental change on an individual level is actually like a luxury because other a lot of people in a lot of places in the world are basically live their existence in a very different way. And I'm not saying that the environment isn't important and I'm not saying that it shouldn't be preserved and I'm not saying that it should be willfully damaged. But that's got to come from the top. That's got to come from... You know, policy from government. It, if not one, Billy Bob in his yeah, truck. One person in a truck, sadly, and this may sound like I'm, I've kind of, I'm, you know, got my head down and it's all about the losing team. But it's actually, you know, like you worry about putting your recycling in all the right boxes and then it gets shipped to the third world and burnt anyway. Like, and I'm not saying that that's yep. right. I think that's fucking abhorrent. But, um, like that's not to say that, I I hope you can see what I'm getting at, you know. But then again, I'm pro yeah. fly tipping now. That's how I used to think. Now I just think fucking great. How about it, boys? Just fucking tip shit everywhere. It's 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 <laughs> great that
1: people care, but I would never maybe I'm maybe I'm too jaded, but like I would never think that my comment underneath an article about something just as like a you know, a random user on a random website would change anybody's mind. Well you are about anything.
0: Quite influent- influential though. I mean no I've seen no. the amount of people in Squamish <laughs> now drive poorly maintained secondhand minis is, is through the roof.
1: <laughs> Just the one bricks everywhere. Just as long as it's not a baby blue one. I sold it. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> I think nothing but trouble. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah no I just it's good people have opinions but I like maybe I just know that I'm not going to change anybody's I have opinions too about everything mm-hmm. and a lot of them are they probably aren't the same as other people's opinions but like jagged I little just pill best I'm, I'm not going to change that's anybody's what mind
0: <laughs> what was that jagged little pill best I've ever. that's what you're saying that's your number <laughs> one opinion <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I'll write an op-ed later everybody I'll try to convince you <laughs> How do you um? How do you think we could improve the comment section, Henry? Beyond Hmm. better moderation, which I think I'm just going to admit, I think it would be better. Everybody, all the PB editors were a bit more active in the comment section. I would like to see that. I think it's good for everybody.
0: I would like it if there was a greater emphasis on perhaps some sort of algorithm, which things are not only about engagement and driven to the top but also about how long they've been there and i'd like comments to expire because mm-hmm. sometimes when you see negative stuff it'd be great if it was not only driven down by people not taking an interest in it but also it would just expire anyway and maybe there's a way like every time a comment gets liked it gets a bit more shelf life so to speak something like that mm-hmm. i think that would be quite good just to keep things kind of the good stuff coming to the top and the new stuff because sometimes people get to an article and they're not in the first hour and the, the landscape's already there for what the top. You know what the conversation's going to be, the input. And, mm-hmm. You know, and people can put some really good stuff. That's just basically just right at the bottom, and you know. So I would I would love to see something like that, some kind of cycling.
1: There's there is a slightly unknown feature right at the top of the comment section. You can select uh, time or score, so it could filter the time the comments via yeah time or score. But
0: I want that to be combined within the two. So yeah, okay. It basically, has you know i think there's got to be some way of doing that much like dare i say um old zucker's onto something with the facebook feed because there is about popularity and and chronological order i think that'd be pretty good
1: yeah i would think it'd be neat if we could post it might also be dangerous if we could post photos in the comments maybe like just small photos off to one side so Mm. they weren't huge but a lot of times people are talking about like some very detailed part on a bike or whatever, and they want to show something and the, yeah, there's a link, you click on the link, it opens another window, but it'd be neat if we could post photos live in the comments. Hmm. Um, what about, what about approving comments before they show up? I know some websites do that. Mm. We're never going to do that, no. but I'm just wondering your opinion.
0: I, I think it's like, I do know. I think in for a penny, in for a pound. I think that there's how to put this.
1: There are
0: there is an ugly element to comments sometimes, but at least they're real, and yeah, we're, we're mm. honest with what we take out. But I think as soon as you let anyone be the arbiter, I think that you know you or I are just as human and flawed as anyone that's going to post some random shit in the comments, and letting us put our skew on it isn't going to help anyone, um, because there's bias. There will of course be bias, and I think that yeah if, if for me for me it'd be better to have no comments than like a curtailed comment that would probably make me a bit uncomfortable
1: yeah yeah i agree i think as soon as the the comments need to be approved i think then it it sort of has the expectation that it's it's heavily moderated way yes. more than it should be mm. and that's not what we want like no. the comment section should be like an extension of the article do ideally you,
0: do you think that the comment section should be turned on for all articles
1: So that's a good question. And I know there are cycling websites that turn it off for some articles. I think we've like very briefly talked about that once or twice, but never seriously. We've never done it, I don't think.
0: But it is something like, you know, I don't know, small German manufacturer releases a new chain loop. And then it's talking about Trump's wall. And you're like, how how did this happen? Like, can we guys not leave you alone for five minutes? And it's (laughs) like...
1: Yeah. No, I don't think we should turn the comments off on anything. I think that it, it, again, it comes down to us. It's the same thing with all those other major news websites that have closed their comment section. They closed it because it takes investment to look after the comments to moderate them. And if there are comments like that on a chain lube thing and, you know, and it's, they're completely out of turn. I mean, I don't think we're doing a good enough job on I moderating agree. it. I know we're all super busy. But yeah. it, it really just comes down to moderating, to be honest. And, you know, I mean, I'm, we're all guilty of that on our own articles as well, too. Like, just drop a bomb and walk away and hope it all goes well in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good <totally>. luck, everybody. <laughs> oh. um, Henry, you brought up uh, a point off air, too. You said in in a, in a much better way that basically the, the comment section is a sort of like a good sounding board you know like when someone has a shit product not even in the review but when there's like a press release mm. you know you can look at those comments and you're like the one one that comes to mind muck off e-bike chain loop oh that okay? well, was like
0: the one that was like 60 dollars a five mil thing or something like that there was a ridiculously yeah, expensive like that. one yeah that's the comment section never lies does it that's well, the good thing about it it doesn't it doesn't i mean it doesn't lie, but then they're like I said, joke to early on. but a lot of people that are very against 29ers and listen, the reason they made 29 is because people are fucking buying them.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. You know, that's just how it goes. <laughs> and they sold out. So they made some
0: yeah. more and it's the same yeah. with other things. I mean, I think um it is a great sounding board. I think, especially in terms of like matters of design, like sometimes you'll get some company with like a kooky helmet or something. And the designers must be just reading them, thinking like, Oh my God, this is awful. But a lot of the time, Uh, it's it's they're pretty much on the money with it you know like i would i bet if you asked the pb commenters to decide by poll what the best and worst looking helmets was you would agree with it
1: yeah highly likely highly likely you know brands are definitely some brands have definitely been nervous of the Mm. comment section too like i've had discussions with product managers and engineers and stuff like that where they're like oh you know like just they're talking about how their product that they've poured their heart and soul into you know for years is going to be accepted by tens of thousands of people
0: i know people that have said like the people in the industry that have been like the the, said yeah that the comment section was too savage um and you know but listen people are sensitive anyway like i remember so for the world cups i do my um Little roundup videos where I just do like the tech from the weekend. They're so track. good. Oh, thanks, They're so man. good, Henry. <laughs> it's um, it's always a fun day. Um, but I sneak out and I and I go do a run around. And I've had it before where someone's say there's been you know I've spoken to the team. They let me shoot the bike. Maybe through so, um, they were thought they could tell me more. I thought that it was clear to go and ask them about it. And so I filmed a bit on a bike, not with any concrete details, but only speculation. These these videos are highly speculative. And have had a conversation with the um, like the marketing manager or something and they want it taken out, even though, and it's happened a couple of times, even though I've only said really good things about bikes and they've been like, no, yeah. take it out, take it out now, because they're just like, <gasps> because they're not in complete control of of how it's going to be perceived. And it's not that, yeah. the, you know, because there are development and stuff like that. And it's not that anyone's going to be, you know, under the... Assumption that that's what the pro that's the prototype will look like the production bike etc etc and there have been times where I've literally gone around and this one video I mean, it was really hard to edit because of it where I literally went around and I talked about what all these bikes were lacking on the current circuit and then I went and talked about this current prototype which was doing everything right and I explained this and they said no please don't put it in and yeah fine have it your way take it out yeah. Because I don't yeah, want to make anyone uncomfortable I mean- with, with, with the teams or anything, because often it'll be like, I'll ask a rider and they'll say yes, and then it turns out they didn't. So suddenly it's like, it's it's roping the third party. It's not like I've just shot it through their window, you know? And um I don't want there to be any illusion of, like, I don't want to take the piss and, you know, because I'm kind of a i work on the circuit as well and i don't want people to think that they've got to be careful around me or something like that like yeah, i'll always ask no, permission sure. you're
1: and, kind of wearing two hats there but your your first job is the team
0: yeah but it's happened so like a good couple of times now where people have said no What i don't care how how incredible you said this bike looked how well you said it was made or how solid you thought the ideology was we do not categorically want you to talk about this bike on film because it'd be ripped apart <laughs> in the comics it's absolutely it's, it's bizarre <sighs>
1: I We say that, you know, but we've also admitted on this podcast that there's been some pretty hurtful cutting comments, you know. And we're weathered. We're weathered. We're, we have thick skin from the internet. Haven't you ever yeah, posted an article or a video and been like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Like, haven't you ever been nervous about how something's going to be received?
0: Oh God, yeah. I mean, I used to say that. Um, like everything, right? Oh <laughs> well, Yeah. I mean, like my general phrase for a long time was, I do the job for free, but I paid, I get paid to be anxious. That's how I used to yeah. do the job. And, um, <laughs>
1: welcome to the internet. Yeah.
0: And, and that's, I'm, I'm better with it than I, I was like now I'm, I'm more, um, yeah, I'm a bit more level headed, but you know, especially when, yeah, especially in the YouTube world or oh, I used to make me so uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't spend much time reading comments on the, no, trip, but well, once, sure. once a video goes up, you can't edit it. If you make a spelling mistake or you say some phrase where it's obviously wrong. Like, oh yeah. One time I said exasperated, not exacerbated. And I could edit it, you know? But if that's on YouTube, it's it's oven baked in there for you to look like an idiot forever.
1: Oh, Dude, look who you're talking to. <laughs> I pronounce so many things <laughs> so wrong.
0: Many things like wrong.
1: now people just expect me to say the wrong words half the time. So I just lean into it. But, but that didn't start like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but dude, like people expect you. I don't think like when I did... Just, you know, when I started at GMBN, for instance, on my first day, and I'd never done any video before, I did my first show, you know? Like, oh. and people thought that I was like, I th- people, I think, thought that I thought I was really good. Like, I had no yeah. idea what I was doing. And that's like how a lot of internet works. Like, you just fake it till you make it and you try and not be shit. And you look at the comments and people tell you shit and you're like, yep, yeah, you have a point. I'm pretty bad right now. And you hope you get better, <laughs> you know? Um but like story of my life yeah but dude like fuck i mean i still suck like i, I make so many stuff and i'm like fuck i was so bad and I, I hope to get better you know but i think people think that they're so used to watching television and the production that goes into it and you forget that it's just bicycles and there's objectively not that much money in it compared to big productions you know
1: yeah Pe- people forget it's just two dumbasses sitting around talking into microphones yeah. half the time I'm not recording their <laughs> stupid opinions about comments <laughs> Do you think, this has definitely been a different podcast. We've just hmm. been rambling here. Do yeah. you think,
0: how do you think this is going to go
1: over? How do you think the comments I think, are going to be on our
0: rambling podcast about comments? I think it's a bit, I think at times we've been a bit self-indulgent. Um, yeah. Like it's hard because you want to let someone in and be, and be real and just be authentic. But in the worst way possible, we are the centers of, of our own universes, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's hard to talk about something very personal in a very objective sense so i hope people take it as yeah. well they just spoke to us like you would if we were in a cafe or just chat down the street and not like wow they really think they've got it sorted huh like because we don't we know we don't what do you we think we have
1: no idea folks <laughs> but you know what we do know we love the comment section that's for sure for yeah. good for better i was gonna say for good or for good or worse everybody <laughs> but how,
0: how do you think this one's gonna go down
1: I think it'll be fine. I think we've uh, I think we've got some opinions and we said them. Um, I think the PB comment section is, I mean, Pinkbike is all about the community and the community is the comment section. Mm. It, it's, yeah. I, th- I I know it sounds corny, but without the comment section, Pinkbike wouldn't be Pinkbike. No. Um,
0: and also, like you know, people saying good things, etc., is only worth something because they are free to say whatever they want. And the fact that people yeah. like, like, dude, me and you. How lucky is it? It's like the fact that neither of us can hunt or scavenge or make shelter pursue you know, a life of talking about bicycles. We can can't we can even afford do laundry things. or make dinner, but, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so we're in this incredibly fortunate position and it's um it's just wild that and it's thanks to the PB audience, like absolutely.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. The community and the comments. Absolutely insane, mm-hmm. for sure. Wouldn't change a thing.
0: Wouldn't everybody. change a thing. Keep it coming. <laughs> Please assume Keep that my sticking it
1: to us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just remember, at no point in this whole podcast have I been ironic or sarcastic, especially in regards to fly tipping. So you just let All me know in, right, in the we comments. better get out of here
1: then. <laughs> Before Henry said something about slope style at EWS <laughs> racing that's it everybody for this episode of the pink bike podcast we hope you enjoyed this one it was a little bit different rambling about the comment section let us know what you think let us know what you think about the podcast tell us what you think about the comment section even uh put that in the comment section below this podcast i guess and we'll we'll see you next week maybe